Welcome to Nothing Is OB Golf Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andy Torres. In episode number 25, I speak with Christopher Dingman. He is the South Texas lead fitter for Callaway Golf. Chris also has a vast knowledge for the game of golf here in San Antonio, being that he wore many hats in his four years of employment with the Alamo City Golf Trail. He is the proud son of a veteran and wants to share his love and passion for this great game with others. I hope you enjoy my interview with Chris. Today I have a special guest. I have Christopher Dingman. I have the lead fitting rep for Callaway, South Texas, uh, avid golf lover, and uh, studying to be a, one of our uh, finest here in, S- in SA. How you doing today, Chris? I'm good, Andy. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm super excited. Uh, running on a little bit of sleep. I'm sure you know how that goes. Oh, I do. I do. Well, let me first off say thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little something, man. I, I saw you around San Pedro a lot while you worked there. Uh, you know, I don't want to be that douchebag guy that just goes up to people and says, Hey, you know, I run a podcast or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enriched in the golf game, but, uh, finally got a chance to, to meet you. And I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for reaching out. I, uh, I kind of saw what you guys were about and I like it. I mean, I like the, the fun atmosphere of uh, playing golf and getting to know uh, other people and inviting people from all different backgrounds and uh, different people around who are new to San Antonio, just giving them a chance to meet people on the golf course. Now tell me, I saw on your name tag, it said you're from Hawaii, right? Yep. So I was uh, a military brat, military brat, uh, born at Tripler in Hawaii. We were the first set of triplets born at Tripler in Hawaii in 98. Um, My dad's (laughs) retired sergeant major. Uh, so we, we kind of bounced around a little bit. Uh, I got lucky enough to be born at the end of my, uh, my father's career. So I didn't have to move around too much with them. I didn't have to do any of that. Uh, went Hawaii to Fort Bragg, Fort Bragg to here. I did all my dad retired here in 2007. I did all of my, uh, all of my schooling here in San Antonio. Now, where did you go to college? Uh, so I kind of bounced around a little bit. Uh, I went to UIW, uh, right out of, right out of high school. Uh, I was a member on their team for a little while. Um, and then just kind of was already working full time, uh, playing kind of full time, trying to get onto the pro side of it, the golf pro side of it, trying to learn the operational side of the golf business. So I, from there, I went into their PGM program, uh, didn't really like it too much on that side as the structure and the class sizes were small. So I just kind of dropped all that studied marketing, um, and then just transferred over to UTSA to finish off and uh do school i see the utsa head cover right behind you oh and hey man this, shoot I, I got two of them man they don't make those no more those these things they don't make them no more so i, I worked for the alma city golf trail for four years and so I, I held a bunch of different titles there i started out washing golf carts when i was 16 moved over to northern hills ran the the golf shop with another guy uh travis salkowski who was, uh, I was his assistant for a little while, did a lot of work under him. He taught me a lot of great things, a lot of great things on an operational side, a lot of great things on a golf professional side and uh, trying to really teach me how to interact with customers and interact with golf swings. So I, I did that. And then in 2018, I was approached by Ian Parnaby, who's the head Callaway rep. He said, hey, I know you work full time, but do you want to work full, full time <laughs> with, with us? And I said, hey, let's do it. Sign me up. So I was going to school full-time, working two full-time jobs in a sense, and uh, just kind of branched off and, and 
kept on with the Callaway side as, as time went on. So I've been with Callaway for two years now. Uh, just kind of got into the main role of being more of the lead fitter as uh, we, we lost a guy. He got a t- his own territory in Dallas. So that position opened up. I, I went through all of the motions and they said, hey, how would you like to be the lead? I said, let's do it. So that's what I do now. I see, see a lot of golf swings that travel all through South Texas. I have Austin down in the valley with Laredo and Victoria. So I have all of that big, big area. And uh, like on Friday, Thursday, I'll be in Kerrville. Friday, I'll be in Horseshoe Bay. Saturday, I'll be back here in San Antonio. And then Sunday, I'll be somewhere else. So it's, it's, it's a lot of time in the car, but I get to see a lot of cool and different people and see the way different golf courses are set up and a bunch of different golf swings. And, you know, we fit golf clubs to the golf swing, not the other way around. So, uh, but I, I love what I do. Um, I, I wouldn't change anything there. I, I love the equipment. Callaway makes awesome stuff and they treat us awesome on the employee side. I believe it. Uh, I have, I'm, I'm playing a Epic flash and I love it. I just got, and I just, I won it in one of those like golf raffle things. Uh, okay. I, I just won the Mizuno ST 200. And so, um, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to leave my baby cause the, I, I, I think I've made some big strides with the Epic flash and I just, uh, Ben, I don't know if you know Ben, uh, character yep. and, uh, he's the one that fitted me for my shaft. And so I'm just like, it's going to, it's going to take a lot for me to leave it. I'm actually putting the damn ball in the fairway. So, uh, as opposed to my previous driver. So yeah, that's all you can ask for there. I mean, that's, oh, that's yeah. part, that's the half of the game, you know? So, uh, but no, I know Ben, it's great club fitting wise. So I'm a certified master, cl- uh, club fitter with Callaway. So CCMF went through the, the big training that we have. And I was supposed to be in California in, uh, March to go up there and do all of it. But then Corona came around and changed my travel plans. So we, we had to do it through zoom just like this is. So, but no, the, the equipment's been great for us. I've been on since 2018. So that was the year we launched rogue. So I, I went rogue, Epic flash Maverick, but I played my own personal set of from Epic on. So I played the epics or apex CF 16. And then I'm big, big club junkie. I love the different golf clubs. I love hitting them. I'm a big, uh, I would say I'm a big putter whore. I have <laughs> so many putters. I change out putters as my rounds go by. So, but the, the equipment's been really good for us. Um, it been really good for me. And, uh, later on I'll, I'll tell everybody what's in my bag, but that's, uh, the equipment's been awesome the last two years and it's continuing to get better. So I love it. I believe it. I'm definitely sold. So tell me what brought you into the game of golf? Uh, so my, my grandfather, my mom's dad, he played a lot with his avid golfer played, um, with Pan American golf association. And actually the guys who run Pan American are my cousins. So my, the year they have a yearly golf tournament and it used to be down in divine. Now it's here in San Antonio, but they have a yearly golf tournament. And my grandfather was bedridden at the time and he wanted somebody to follow in that footstep. And he gave me a, a golf bag with wooden shafts in it <laughs> and, he's, and I was I was 13 at the time I was in middle school he said hey I want you to go see what golf's like if you would if you'd be okay with doing it I said okay cool let's do it so my father myself and then I have an uncle and a cousin who I'm my met my parents when they were serving in the military together so we created a really close bond and I call them uncle um, and their kids are my cousins and stuff like that so 
we went down to divine to play and i loved the atmosphere of what was going on it was like beer on every tea box everybody was having fun there was music blasting so i just kind of was obviously i couldn't hit a golf ball to save my life i mean I, pro- I probably made like one or two putts and i was 13 at the time my first time ever going on the golf course and so i was down there i was just having a blast there was barbecue hot dogs everything you could think of and just like a family type atmosphere and that really hooked me into the game and so after that i was I was just asking my dad every weekend. I was like, Hey, can you take me to go play golf? Can we go play golf? Can we go play golf? And my dad's not a great golfer, but he likes to go out and have fun and drink some Miller lights on the back nine of every golf course. And so we, that got me hooked. And, um, my grandfather loved that. I loved it. And then, so he passed away uh, shortly after I started playing, but then when he passed away, I was like, I'm not giving it up. I'm going to, I'm going to do this and see what I can make out of all of this. And here I am. I've, I've been working in the golf industry since I was 16. Um, so making a career out of it and, uh, just loving what I do. And that's, you know, that's the biggest part is, you know, you don't work a day in your life if you love what you do. So that's kind of the motto that I was still instilled into me. And so I just like to follow into that footsteps and, uh, my grandfather's footsteps is just being an avid golfer. And now it's so fun. You know, the game of golf has really grown on me and, you know, playing competitive, like all the way up through and it, uh, it kind of just stayed with me and it's that lifetime sport. You can't play football forever, but you can play golf for the rest of your life. And that's the coolest thing to me is you can't, you can continue to do things and it only takes you one good shot to bring you back to the golf course the next week. Right. Damn. You, you're, you're right on about that. Sometimes that's, that's all that carries me to, to pay for that damn green fee the next week. You know, just that one it's, shot. It's that, that you go double, double birdie and you're like, <laughs> Holy crap. Who am I? And then you uh, start you, to, you know, walk around with the bigger chip on your shoulder and, and you feel like it's fun. And then, you know, you go and you start practicing more and more and you develop a group of guys that you like to go play with. And, then it really turns into that fun hobby. And so we, and the best part about it is right now in these social distancing times, golf safe to be doing, you know, we, we play a sport and we developed a hobby that we can spend so much time, not only by ourselves, but we could also do it with other people out in the atmosphere. We we don't necessarily have to worry about getting sick because we're far enough away from each other already. Yeah, I, I would I would totally agree, and I, I see that, and I'm sure you see that at your fittings, and when you're out at San Pedro or any of the other ranges, it's just it's crazy packed right now. It's just it's ridiculous, and I'm like, you know, a lot of times you, especially being in the the golf trail, you know, you get to know and see the same faces constantly, and the same right. group of guys. You know, you see the PAGA guys, you see the Saturday groups, you see the SATX guys, you see the set, you know, the Thursday leagues, you see all, you know, all the guys that run these different types of leagues and money games, cash games, skins games. And it's just like, Hey, there's no, there's no space on the damn hitting mats. When it's just mats there at San Pedro, there's no space on the putting green short game area. And you're just like, every, you know, there's it's right now it's golf is, has a big boom, a big explosion right now because it is one of the safest things you could do. It's outside. If you want to go have a beer outside, uh, you know, you can do that and not be, you know, trapped indoors or have some of that fear. Now, right, tell, 100%. Me, now tell me, um, how was it like working for Travis? Cause I'm going to tell you, I don't know Travis. I've met him a couple times. Uh, all I know is 
man, this guy's got too much pop collar for days for me. And uh, he's, he's double pop collar cool is what we used to <laughs> tell him. Uh, he's, he was great. He was awesome. Uh, he has the same amount of energy if it's 4 a.m. or if it's midnight and we're closing at San Pedro. And he, uh, you know, as a like on the golf pro side, he really taught me a lot. He taught and like uh, it was kind of funny because uh, a lot of people were referred to me as Travis Jr. without the pop collar because <laughs> I, I spent so much time with him because he taught me so much. You know, he you know, I worked for him for, let's see, three years. And in that time, I, every day I learned something new from fixing clubs to fitting clubs to putting grips on to operational side to uh, income statements to everything like that. So he's he's a ball of energy, but he's awesome. He he always has that energy. He always looks out for his employees. He he's always there for you if you need it, even outside of we you know we started off as coworkers as him being my boss, but then we we grew into a really cool friendship. And almost, uh, I would say it's more of a mentorship now too. Even today, you know, I, we don't work together, but we still talk. We still hang out. We still go play golf together. So that's the cool thing. And that's the one thing I love about golf is you, you make these friends that last forever. And for my instance, I got, I got really lucky and he, uh, he took me under his wing and um, I did coursework under him on the PGA side. And it, it just was really awesome to have somebody who's been through that and who knows what's going on. And he, we went to the PGA show together in 2018 and um, that was a blast. And I learned everything, you know, just walking around, just watching the way that he talks to other people, giving out business cards, my own. And, you know, so it was just really cool. He's, he's awesome. He's, everybody sees him as a ball of energy, but once you get to know him, he's great. Well, that's great to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear the, the persona he puts out there is a lot different from what people think about him. Cause one of my good buddies who plays in all the, the trail events and stuff, uh, you know, he has a good relationship with them. And like I said, I, you know, I guess it's just, it's the persona he puts out there and I'm like, it can be kind of douchebaggish, you know? And, yeah. uh, but I've heard nothing but good things about him. And I know I look at, I look at the brackets and I look at all the stuff that he has to do on that trail side. And I'm like, I do not, envy that type of job i know that's the role that he really plays now uh with, he, with the trail he takes he takes all the the golf tournaments for the acgt tour and he um the man i've seen every have seen him do it all and like you said i don't envy it at all and but he's a great pga professional as well as the guy that's at the trails andrew peterson he's awesome an awesome pga pro taught me a lot there too i used to have one of the offices down the hall from him and He's everybody's done great for it. And they've, they've done great for the Alma city golf trail going forward. And the only way to go is up from now on the Alma city golf trail side and all of the renovations that they're really going into, um, is, is just great for them right now. And, but yeah, Trav's a, Trav's a character, but wouldn't change anything for the world with him. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you bring up Andrew Peterson. Uh, I met, I had the privilege of meeting him about a month ago at a TPC. Uh, I know his wife works for the, some having to do something with TPC and I saw them walking and I said, man, your wife works here, dude. Like, like he was drenched. His wife was drenched after walking, they were walking the Oaks, you know? And I'm just like, I'm like, damn. I said, you know what? I I guess those are the kind of problems, you know, that, that people have when, you know, when you're one of your spouse works for a company like that or, or, you know, a corporation like TPC, you know, like the players. And, um, 
I, you know, I spoke to him. Great guy. He's, 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 uh, he's a fan of what I'm doing. He wants to help me out. And uh, I started off by telling him, I said, man, I've been really impressed with how the trail has done these past several years. And he was really quick to stop me. And he said, uh, we got a long way to go. And, yep, absolutely. and, and now that, that, you know, that we're talking about the trail, I, I'm telling you, dude, I had a bad taste, have a bad taste in my mouth with, with Cedar Creek. And uh, long story short, I think so, some people might know about it. Long story short, I went on one day and of course, uh, the way that the type of the course, you know, how it's set in the hills and there's valleys and creeks, obviously. And so a day after rain or even after several days, it could be car paths only. Well, it was at right. the start of, uh, you know, the COVID stuff. And so as I go there, there's signs all over the place. Uh, you know, hey, you might have to ride with somebody, this, that, and the other, or you could pay for, you know, your own car. And I get there and I'm trying to get in. It's about five o'clock. Uh, the, the gentleman on the other side is like, hey, well, uh, you know, I, I, can I walk on? He said, yeah, go for it, man. You can. Uh, letting you know it's car path only. And I said, oh, man, it's car path only you know what, never mind. Just give me a token. I'll, I'll go and hit the range. And he says, range is closed. And I'm just like, okay. There was another guy in there too, that he was like chatting it up with. And so I said, I said, you have all these signs all over the dang place, but you can't have one sign that it's car path only. You can't have another sign that the range is closed. And he said, yep. Nope. Can't. I'm like, okay. And I said, well, appreciate it. Hey, you're doing a good job. And then as I'm walking out, I'm like, I'm stepping outside of the door. He says, hey, well, thanks, man. Uh, I'm going to let my managers know because uh, they should already know I'm already doing a good job. Something of that nature. And as I'm walking out the door and I'm like, uh, you know what? You're a little dude. I'm, I'm not a big guy. I'm a little guy, too. And I'm like, I turn around and I'm just like, you have to tell me something like as I'm on the way out with my back turned. Right. And, you know, speaking to a lot of people that are in the golf game here around town, I guess every course has kind of like their own, their own general manager, uh, general membership, I guess, or their, their managers. And that, um, I guess every kind of course kind of takes their own, uh, lead from, I guess their general manager, their GM. Right. Right. And so, you know, back to, to Angie's point, there's still a long way to go. Um, everybody I you know I worked for the trails for so long I started at Cedar washing golf carts and kind of moved my way up and that's just the hard part is you know you that's not the right attitude to have um on from the pro shop side and um and unfortunately Cedar is you knock over um, a water bottle in the parking lot and it's flooded already so uh, <laughs> it, it kind of turns into uh you know car path only and you know car path only out there could be a couple hour round and they're doing, they're really trying to do things to speed up the pace of play, like looking the nines and I'm glad stuff like did. that, stuff like that. And, uh, so I'm not going to definitely not going to knock anything that they do because they've been nothing but awesome to me. And, uh, unfortunately that's something that you run into and, and, you know, we see it in not just golf, but we see it in grocery stores and we see it in gas stations and stuff like that. So I, I that was definitely not the motto that I would ever have. I would, you know, if, if you're, upset about something that's kind of on our fault if we're if we're working in there and we got to provide the customer with the best service possible and uh that's you know that's rough to not have that that sign up saying that it's closed being being uh one of the few golf courses on the trails that has the sign that has the driving range i'm sorry and so that, that's just unfortunate uh on their side 
So, so whenever I see any post that they make on Cedar and I, like they said, they're given their range of facelift. I always tell them, I said, well, good. Hopefully they give their customer service a facelift too. <laughs> you yeah, know, <laughs> something hard to, hard to do out there. And, you know, it's working closing shifts at a golf course is, is kind of rough sometimes. And uh, I'll be the first one to tell you that it's kind of rough sometimes, especially out there when you have to go pick the sideways driving range. But, um, yeah, it's just something, it's just unfortunate to hear because it's, the Alamo City Golf Trail has so much potential and um, they, it's good. I, I see a lot, lot more good out of the Alamo City Golf Trail nowadays with their employees and, and the kind of guys that they have working behind the counters and um, a lot of military guys down to BRAC now. And that, that's just good because they know what customer service is like. They know how to, how to tend to customers and they know how to uh, really be engaged and really be involved in what's going on on the golf courses. Yeah, I think that's super important. I was, I've been involved in customer service and still, uh, I teach and coach right now, but my second job is I work at a bingo hall and I always, you know, we're always have to be huge on customer service. And I used to be a right. server bartender. And so I'm like, that's why I guess when I go into places, um, I'm a lot more picky about service, you know, or it's waiters or, you know, management, dealing with management. And so tell me, uh, as, uh, being, and all different facets of the trail and working behind the desk out on the course. What's the craziest thing that you've ever seen while you've been in, in this golf profession? So not only did I work on the golf course and be behind the desk, I managed all of the events from quinceaneras to marriages, to gatherings from Brack, <laughs> Northern Hills, all that kind of stuff. And those are fun. Uh, that was definitely something I didn't think that I would be into or even asked to do. Uh, especially trying to go on the golf pro side, but it was awesome. All of, like I said, the Alamo city golf trail has so much potential and it's really getting there these days. And I really love to see it. Um, Andrew's doing great with the employees that he has. And then he's doing great with kind of keeping up with everything that needs to be done on the golf course side scale wise. And so the, the kind of like the craziest thing I would say, it, just like the craziest thing that I've done being in the golf industry, I didn't think that I would have to do, um, events and stuff like that, but I was also young and I mean, I'm still young, but I was, I was young. So I was like, Oh cool. Let's do it. Something new. And I, I loved it. running events. And I would work, I think I'd work like 12 to 12 on an event day. So I'd set up for everything. And, uh, I even learned how to cook doing events. Fun fact, oh, damn. I, live with, I live with my parents. <laughs> so I used to just put uh, ramen in the microwave. So, um, <laughs> I, I learned, uh, Travis taught me how to cook burgers and, and stuff like that. And, um, no, it's, it's just awesome. I, I loved being able to be out there on tournament days. Uh, I'm a big fan of being behind a camera, having a microphone in my hand. And so I, I would have the bullhorn out there and I'd be talking to everybody on the, on the stuff and riding around on the golf course, making sure that everything's like kept up with place to play wise. So, uh, there's just so much of the Alamo city golf trail that I did. And I, I loved every aspect of it, even washing golf carts. No, no, I can, I can do without watching the golf carts. That's why I always try to tip whoever, whoever's doing the golf carts or whatever. I don't like it when someone, I'm at these, you know, like Lock and Terror somewhere and they come up oh, and they start cleaning the clubs. And I'm like, no, man, you don't have to clean the clubs. Just here you go. You know what I mean? But no, right. but tell me anything, any story or anything that was just the craziest thing that you saw while you're out there. I mean, you're after hours, anything, something that you saw that like, it was just crazy. Like just, it was out of the ordinary. Um, out of the ordinary being, um, so let's see. So working events, I was leaving Brackenridge at like 2 AM, 1, 2 AM. Right. 
So Brackenridge, downtown area, just a lot of drunks. Um, uh, I remember I was working an event one time at Brackenridge. I think it was a, it was a marriage. So they got married inside the, the, the little hall right there. And then they had a little reception on the gazebo. And I remember the police rolled up and I was like, yo, what's going on? And they were like, uh, oh, we got a call of a naked woman riding around on the golf course or running Ooh. around on the golf course. Yes. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so by this time it's like seven o'clock since about to go down. So the officer's like, Hey, you know, like take me out there to the golf, like to where they are. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. So, uh, this was probably four, four years ago. And so we, we roll out to 11 uh, at Brack. Mm-hmm. So the short part for the, um, the bunker right out front, sure as heck, there's a naked lady doing snow angels. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> sand angels, and, uh, sand angels. <laughs> same, yeah. And so we, we rolled up and she, she kind of took off running the other way. So the officer was just like, Done. good. And I was like, yeah, sure. Good. <laughs> and so we just went back, but that's just kind of like the craziest thing. Um, that, that I've seen was just working events, you know, late nights. And, um, that wasn't even a late night thing, but, uh, just, just late nights at, at the Alamo city golf trail. I, I saw a lot of things and I was very young. I started 16 and I left when I was 20. So, um, I saw some things when I was younger and, um, just things of being alone at that, you know, that kind of night and that location was just something different, but I was up for it. So, <laughs> uh, well shoot man you know what uh that happened to me too i used to work at Northcliff, and i remember there was uh, do you work for dave i did work for dave I, I didn't work a lot for dave but i was just i was a marshal so i worked under okay. another gentleman jack mitchell uh he was okay he was awesome man you know but but dave was always there because dave was a head pro uh he was always he was real good to me you know and we still keep in touch good man and uh i think when I was there, it was on that back part. You know how, like, on the back nine at uh, Northcliffe, it had, like, two back-to-back par fives. Yeah. And um, somebody had said, hey, there was a naked guy out on the course. And I'm just like, okay, naked grill, totally different. You know what? I can right. check this. I can check this out. Naked guy. Uh, I'm driving the other way. I'm going <laughs> to try to avoid mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, I go to, um, I think, I can't remember if it's 14, I th- I think it might be 14. I can't remember either. Yeah, yeah I can't it's, remember it's, either. It's just, it's just that back, that first part five, not the second part five, but on that back part. And there's a guy naked under a tree reading a book, you know, and he was just there chilling. I just drove up. I said, hey, sir, how are you doing? He said, oh, doing fine. You know, and he's just naked reading a book. And I said, sir, uh, there's a sign where it says, you know, you must be playing to walk the course or whatever. Sorry, I'm going to ask you right. to leave. He said, oh, it's okay. And he lives right across the way. His house was right there. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to go home. And he gets up like nothing. And I'm just like, ooh, mm-hmm. you know, I said, that, that was probably the craziest thing, you know. So nothing, nothing cool, you know, nothing cool. All right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. So tell me, as a, as a club fitter now, What's probably uh, maybe one of the, the best success stories or one of the best fittings you've had uh, with one of, uh, one of your clients? So, uh, so last year at the Valero, so obviously I come from a very rich uh, military background with my family and stuff. And so last year through the Heroes Foundation at the Valero Texas Open, I got to fit two guys who came from the Heroes Foundation that had big background, um, both amputees both um, not really big into the game of golf, but they're trying to get, they're trying to transition over to civilian life and, and they want golf to be their background side. 
So it's really cool because I got to fit them and I got to take them on the tour truck. So that's my my best golf memory is last year when I fit the two, I took them on. I can I never feel like we can thank the men and the women that wear the uniform enough for what they do for us. But just to see them smile because I got that seven iron in the air for them was like chills. Like I still thinking about it. I have the pictures from it and it was just like an awesome day for me um, just to see that happiness. And, and I volunteer uh, a lot of time giving lessons and giving clinics to military people because I don't feel like we could ever thank them enough for what they do. And that's just my biggest success story was that smile and seeing like seeing them happy for something that I did. And it correlates down to, to like all the other events that I do, but that's my biggest success story. And um, I, I love seeing um, when I have a lady come in, wants to get fit, wants to hit the ball further and I can get that ball up in the air for them, uh, which just like easier clubs to hit when I put a hybrid in their hand versus an, an iron. You know, it's just like, those are my success stories that I like to look at, but my, my best golf memory wasn't even me playing golf. It was me working and it was TPC. I got to hang out with them all morning. You know, we took them to the back, Greg Hiller and I, we took them to the back of the range at TPC. They got to chip, they got to putt, they got to on all of the professional stuff. So they got to do all of that. They got to hit golf balls. We gave them professional tips and then we took them on the tour truck and they got to see how golf clubs are made on the tour truck for different guys. And so we, they got it, got to pick a hat out of the, uh, the hat. They have like a hat window from everybody to fill, um, to when Patrick Reed was on with them and just, just different guys. And it was just so cool to see just success story wise was just see them smile and see that what I'm doing is making a difference in somebody else's life. I, I totally agree. The coolest thing. I, I totally agree. Uh, my dad is a Marine uh, and without that, he's the real reason why I started this podcast is just, uh, he lives in Corpus and so it's a way for me every time uh, I do the podcast or I do a podcast, uh, it's like a way for me to stay, to stay close to him. And I think without him knowing it, I think all these years golf has been therapeutic for him without even knowing it. I think, uh, you know, he's a combat vet and I do a lot of work with, uh, uh, fairways for warriors here in town. Yep. And, uh, you know, these guys are combat vets. So these guys, you know, wasn't just somebody who was maybe stationed uh, here or there. You know, these are guys that were, you know, that were in the shit. You know, these are the guys that yeah. were in the battle, saw things that, you know, it, that we've never seen and that give us the ability to do, to live our life, you know, the way we do. And uh, yeah. I, I think it's, and seeing up close and personal, I said, shoot, man, this game is so frustrating for me, but it's so therapeutic for these guys. And Absolutely. And uh, thank you for thank you for doing that because man, I'm sure that that like you said that was your highlight and 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 I totally see that and you know it, these guys are pretty tough guys you know and getting them to crack a smile to laugh or you know to get to make them uh, kind of get out of their nature and uh, I, that's the best feeling in the world, man. So I, I appreciate what you do, man. Yeah, it's uh you know it's everybody in my family serves and and that was just like the one that was the biggest moment for me of like reiterating to myself that I am like also serving a purpose doing this too, is just helping people out. And, uh, my, my dad, same thing. He's a combat veteran. The guy who, who I told you went down to play with us in divine retired military served with my dad. They were deployed together. So 
um, just seeing the way that, that other people interact on the golf course. And it's something that takes them off the couch, off the recliner, because sometimes it's so hard to transfer or translate over from that combat side into civilian life. And so, you know, you've, you've done a routine for my dad was in for 31 years. You've done the same routine for 31 years, checking the box, checking the box, checking the box. Now it's time to relax. Now it's time to relax, enjoy life a little bit more. Not that they didn't enjoy it while they were in, but now it's time to go out and do these other things. And now you have all the time in the world to do. And so it's, it's the coolest thing to me. Uh, the other day, my dad, my dad said, Hey, let's go, let's go hit some golf balls. Dropped everything. Let's go, let's go do it. If, if I can do something to get you off the couch and we can go and, and enjoy some time together and have a few beers, let's go do it anytime. So I, I love it. I, I totally agree. And I, I'd say my first outing with uh, my fairways for warriors guys, uh, man, they were ragging on me pretty hard, man. I mean, they were, they were giving me the business and I say, you know what? I was like, I guess they're trying to test, test how tough my skin was, you know? And I'm like, I said, screw this. I mean, I'm not taking this crap from y'all. And so I gave them the business back. And since then, uh, they've been pretty big supporters of what I'm trying to do. And uh, we have a big event coming up October 5th at Canyon Springs. And uh, I'm going to be in a sponsor. I'm going to be out there on a hold this year. And I'm super excited. Uh, again, uh, these guys, you know, you know, I mean, they do so much. And I think it's just a little thing that just to support them goes a really long way. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. So tell me, uh, with all the golf you've seen and all the golf you've played, what's your favorite golf memory uh, for maybe uh, as being on the playing side? Since you've already told us your favorite memory as being on the fitting side, what's what's your favorite golf memory that stands out to you? Um, my favorite golf memory on the playing side would probably be, so I play the shotgun every weekend at Fort Sam and with my family. And so it's not really more on the competitive side, but it's more on the personal side of, I I shot my lowest round out at Fort Samsel Auto. And that was, um, middle of last year. I shot two under out there and uh, we're just playing. We're having a blast. We had three groups. So I was right in the middle. So it was a group, my group, and then a group behind us. And I shot two under and it was just the coolest thing to have my closest people there with me. So that, that has to be my favorite, my favorite thing. Uh, I had a one on the card that day too. So obviously I wasn't old enough to drink at the time. So I couldn't buy drinks and I couldn't drink drinks, but that that's probably the coolest memory on my side is, is just the fact that um, every week I get to do this every weekend. I get to spend time with my family, but that having the people that I cherish the most, the most around me and that, continue to encourage me in this game having them there seeing me shoot my lowest round was awesome it's also a good thing too uh playing at a military course here in san antonio uh military usa fort sam uh you have salado uh salado's the course to the right and i think la loma right is the one on the left now now those courses i've i played them i played uh, salado about two weeks ago man they are looking freaking nice they're looking good. Yep. Uh, one of the pros out there, Robert Vasquez, was has been really good. Has been really good to me and good to the Fairways for Warriors. And so I always try to play in some of those clinics and um, on the days that they are out there. Uh, 
But being out there with your family, it also gives you some confirmation too that hey, your family's not gonna lie for you, you know. So they're gonna they're gonna validate whatever you saw because when your family's not out there, they find it a little bit hard to believe that you got a one on the card, you went minus two, uh, you know. So that's a good thing that you had your family out there. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's just so much fun. I, I love doing this. I love being able to spend time with my family, and I actually have a. I was born in Hawaii. I have a Ohana tattooed on my bicep. And, uh, that's, that's the, like kind of the words I live by is family and nobody gets left behind. So that's just, uh, you know, I, I love the family atmosphere of everything. I'm a big family man. Spend a lot of time with, uh, like even the guys that live in my house, my mom, my dad, and my brother, my sister being a triplet, my, my brother, my sister, my best friends. So it's, uh, just something different. It's just something I feel like not a lot of people get to do is spend so much time with their family because work gets in the way, school gets in the way. Well, if at work and at school and on the golf course, my family can be there. Awesome. Uh, That's so three win- birds with one stone. Yeah. It's a win-win right there. Yeah. Now, it's three birds, one stone right there. Now being a triplet, uh, how was that growing up? Do y'all have like some you know, crazy sixth sense that, that twins and everybody else they say they have? You know, the funny thing is we told, we told every, or we told off like within us three, when we told us when somebody asked that and we we're there together, we're going to let them finish. And then we're going to say, no, we don't finish. And then each other's sentences. So we're going <laughs> to pause and we do it every time. So that everybody's like, Whoa, what the hell is going on here? So, uh, but no, we, we don't have a, like a sixth sense. My mom says that we can feel when the other's hurting, when the other's excited, but I, I don't know what she's talking about. And um, so, but no, it's, it's awesome. You have somebody going through the same stuff as you, somebody the same age, um, somebody, somebody always there to, uh, to just be there when you need it. And so that kind of helps and hurts because somebody's always there. We all live together in the same house with mom and dad. My brother and I, our room's connected by our bathroom. And then my sister lives across the hall with us. And so there's always somebody trying to open the door and, and kind of trying to sit down and talk to you. So, uh, yeah, no, but it, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I used to tell everybody uh, that I'm, uh, I'm an only child, but then nobody believed it. And uh, but they're, they're very, both. It's, it's very funny. My mom's Hispanic, my mom's Hispanic, my dad's white. So those, my brother and sister look a lot like my mom and I look like a lot like my dad. So they're very dark complected and I'm very pale skinned. <laughs> and so, uh, so I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know who they are. I'm, I'm an only child, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, but no, I, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, brother and sister have always been there for me and, uh, supportive on the golf side too, and supportive through any kind of life decisions that I tried to make. All right. Now favorite golf movie. Favorite golf movie, got to go Happy Gilmore. Um, you know, everybody knows Happy Gilmore like they know Tiger Woods. So, oh, hell yes. Um, so, but I love that Happy brings the fun side to golf. Step throughs, putting with hockey sticks, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, so I, I feel like somebody who doesn't even know what golf is can watch that movie and be intrigued. So um, from there that could encourage somebody to pick up a set of clubs Oh and yeah, go out and do that and say, Oh, this is fun. Happy did it. Let me try to work on step through drivers at every tee box I go to. <laughs> That's true. Everyone's so, like, Hey, why don't you happy Gilmore, you know, or Hey, exactly. happy. and then plus, exactly. and plus you being a Callaway guy, Hey, you have to appreciate that, that hockey puck, uh, that hockey stick uh, putter he had was an odyssey, you know? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. No, that's it. it I just love that um, you can see like in golf movies, you know, we got the serious side and kind of got the fun side, 
And that's, that's just the coolest thing to me is it, it only takes, like we said, it takes one shot to bring you back, but not only does it take one shot, it takes one moment to get you started. You know, like I have friends that love going to the driving range with me, but they don't regularly pick up a set of clubs, but they love doing it because it's something new. It's something challenging. We're so used to things being in line and golf's the only game that we play that you can't control everything. That's true. We try, we try though. We try. (laughs) We try to do everything to the best that we can there, but golf, you can't control everything. It's going to rain. It's going to be windy. Um, you can't control how fast the wind's going. You can't control the speeds of greens. So it's something challenging that's, that could be new. And a lot of my friends are, or athletes at, at other places and at other capacities. And so it's very funny to see, um, I have a bunch of runner friends that ran in college and they want to come and play golf. And so it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun because you know, that, that athleticism, when you're really athletic on things, some, some parts of the golf game come a little bit easier than others. And so when, like, I have a buddy who uh, ran track at A&M, just graduated, and every day, bro, you want to go to the driving range? Bro, you want to go to the driving range? Bro, when are we going to the driving range? <laughs> and so it's just like, you know, it's just funny to, you know, see him out there. And once he, when he gets a hold of it, he gets a hold of it. But when he doesn't, it's really bad. So oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see, you know, because, you know, we were there once. We were there starting out playing this game. And so we, we've gone through the years of crafting our craft. And now it's different than uh, topping every shot, hitting it to the right, top hooking them, stuff like that. So uh, it's it's just really cool. I, I love that fun atmosphere side of golf. Well, see, that's 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 what's led me to the game and being trying to be so enriched in it now is I used to play flag football. I used to play basketball and men's leagues and stuff. And I'm 40 years old, man. I, I can't I can't cut the mustard no more. I was like, but you know what? Put a damn golf club in my hand. Uh, I can freaking grind out there. Uh, I could try my best to get up and down. I could do whatever it takes to get that damn little dot to get that skin, you know, to, to at least a, to make that push for the most part is just really make that push, you know, and try to work on that carryover. But it allows me to keep those uh, to, to kind of feed into those competitive juices, you know, to scratch that itch that I have. And uh, yep. it is, it's an awesome game with all the courses you've, you've been at and, uh, you've played what's your favorite course here in town so i got two so i have uh fort sam salado for obvious reasons but <laughs> aside from that i love the layout so like one is a 90 degree turn to the left yeah uh, damn it sucks short two shorter around the around the tree there yep three the par five coming up with the lake but then you get into four five six seven eight and nine and it's totally different four you got to hit down the hill Mm-hmm. Five, you got to hit around the tree, you know, stuff like that. And, yep. uh, or five's the, five's yeah. the par three, six, you got to hit around yep. seven. You got to come around eight. You got to come around. So it's like, it's different shots that you can, that you can really take on and different ways you can really play. Cause you know, some days I'll hit driver on four Sundays. I'll hit four iron on four. Yeah. It just depends on what guy wakes up that day. And so it's just, uh, I love the layout track i love something that's different something that's that's challenging but you know it's not too challenging because you know you it's a placement course so if you place it in the right spots you get a good outcome yeah you're set, it's also you're set a good up for place where yeah absolutely and then it's it's also a place where you can hit the ball really good score really bad and then you <laughs> could do vice versa you can hit the ball really bad and score somewhat all right and then that brings me to my other point Brackenridge Park. I love Brack. 
anytime somebody says, do you want to go play Brack? I'm in. And it's, uh, it's the same thing. You have the shorts, you have the longs, and it doesn't matter what tee box you play from. So there, you can have a longer hole, you can have a shorter hole. Um, you have trees lining everywhere. Um, and then just like the rich history that it has being the oldest public golf course. And then, you know, you had the Valero open for there for X amount of time, but I, I love that. I love that. Um, like one, I probably never hit the fairway on one at Brack, but I can make birdie from three fairway all day. <laughs> so, uh, it, it just kind of turns it, or I can make birdie from nine. I was going to say, I was going to say, you say three fairway. And I said, shoot, man, I'm always at nine. I'm always at nine. I'm always rolling off that car path. I'm always off to the sand by the trees, you know, there to the left, you know? So I'm like, I'm, I was like, damn, I was like, you missed that far. Right. I was like, I always miss left. <laughs> I miss. So I, I line up at the big tree and tell myself, if I hit it left, I'm fine. If I hit it right, I'm fine. And I'm always perfectly placed in between the bunker on one and the bunker on three. So <laughs> it's just like, a, it's, it's just a flip wedge from there. So I just try to figure it out. Well, well, so, see, you know, it's always the first hole and you don't man, know what's going on. So yeah, it, it, it is, it's, it's a good hole to start off your round with. And, uh, you know, and especially if you, if you pipe one down the fairway, you're like, Oh shoot, my round's probably going to go to shit, you know, cause you started off too hot. Right. Right. Now tell me yep, with, 100%. With, with, with all these games, have you played, what's probably, uh, the, or who's probably the best, maybe cash player or, uh, some of these side games player that you've seen up close and personal. Um, so I, given what I do for work, I see a lot of good players, Mitchell Meisner out of Oak Hills, um, his brother, all the guys who trying to turn pro out of Oak Hills, watch them play. But, I, I would 100% back, go back to Travis. So I played a, I play a lot of skin games out. You know, when I worked in Northern Hills, all of us would work in the morning and then we'd go play in the afternoon. So then those are all skins or money games. And Travis, I would say, is probably one of the best skins players I've played with. And I played a lot of golf with him. And I've played a lot of golf with him. And he can get out, he can get out of trouble from anywhere and he can flat out putt. And so that's, you know, that's something I've seen, you know, uh, I've seen the Casey Carnes. I've played with Casey Carnes uh, on the Alma City Golf Trail Tour, just stuff like that. But I've played a lot of money games with Travis and I've lost a lot of money to Travis <laughs> because he can putt. And um, I've, I've won my fair share back, but I, I would 100% say that Trav is one of the top performers on that side because the dude can just flat out get up and down from anywhere. Well, I'm going to tell you, I, since, since Travis left uh, Alamo Trail full-time, uh, I haven't seen him that much, like you said, in the capacity to where he plays a lot of skin games. I mean, like I said, I, I've seen him out here and there. If, if an event's going to be at Willow, I've seen him out there the day before at Willow uh, checking it out and making sure you know the pin placements are where he wants them and things of that nature. Uh, I play – and I play with a lot of guys. I play with Doug. I play with Jerry. I play with, uh, I think, Casey Graham. I play with a lot of those guys in Sunday games. You know, a lot of those guys yep. play in the in the, the trail events. And, uh, you know, I, so I'm starting to see a lot, of, a lot of good cash players. I'm playing a lot of these skins games on Fridays here and there. And I'm starting to see, uh, you know, Ray Garza at a mission. Uh, he, yep. he's, a, he's, he's a hired gun. Uh, we played in this tournament, I say about three weeks ago and there was a big thousand dollar bet. They had a, uh, one guy was, um, 
I don't know if you're too familiar with the name. His name's Billy Castro. I know he's out of Briggs. Uh, yep. They had a, his name's Matt Ledesma. He's out at a golf club of Texas. And then yep. they had, they brought in, they brought in Ray Garza, you know, and, and Ray, I've had Ray on the podcast. He's a good friend of mine. I've sent my daughter to one of his camps, uh, you know, good guy, you know, in the city of, of golf in the city of San Antonio for golf and shoot, man, he goes out there and he throws a freaking low score. I think he went like, he went minus five on the front. And I think he went, he shot like my, he went nine under out there at, uh, at TPC at canyons, you know, and people are just like, who is this guy, Ray Garza? And I'm like, how do you not know? Like somebody who check Garza his handicap. <laughs> yeah. Somebody check his handicap. And he's so, out here playing as the D player and shoots nine under. And, <laughs> and so, and so one thing I'm really trying to push with this podcast, I'm, I'm trying to get, get the down to who, who's everyone who's, you know, best cash player in the game. Uh, you mentioned Greg Hiller. I know Greg Hiller has to be uh, uh, one of the top players in the city. I could watch him hit golf balls all day. I could watch Greg hit golf balls all day. He has a, it's kind of like a flick action in the beginning of his golf swing, but he sets up top so good. It's insane. Um, let's see who else. So uh, the oh guy who has the best hands in San Antonio, his name's Jay. He's the uh, head pro out of Sontera. He just came over from Florida. Uh, he was hitting uh, golf balls in my tent one day. Dude, I could watch him hit wedges all day too. Just perfect hands, uh, high spinners, low runners. He can do all of it like so good and so i just you know just something like that i haven't played i don't play a lot of cash games and, and i really didn't uh, i just played a lot of cash games with the guys that i worked with and um kind of a lot of guys on the alma city golf trail side that wanted to play some skin games and then the friday skins they used to bounce around and um so I, I didn't really see too much of that but i've seen so many good players come through that it's just it's just great to watch i mean Casey Carnes has got to be up there as uh, oh, yeah. one of my my uh, favorite guys to watch. He is he just doesn't miss just ropes. Yeah, he's ropes he's a, all day. He's a stud. I think it was my first time playing with one of the Saturday groups, um, and it's ST something AG. I don't know. You know, you know, everything starts with like an S here in town. You know, for any of these little any of these right. little groups, and um, right. you know, I still get the emails and updates. I just haven't had a lot of chance. A lot of time to be out there. Well, the first day we're out at Willow, Casey goes freaking low. I mean, he goes low, and I mean, the shirt, I'm, I'm, I'm in a different. I'm in a different flight. I'm a, I'm like in the, you know, I'm in like the first flight. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a twelve point eight handicap, and that's for me. That's probably been as low as low as I've been, and uh, you know, he goes, he shoots that day. I just see numbers in the red. He's the only one in out of all, I think, 30 players that's in the red. Nice. And he shoot, he yeah. shot like, I think, like a 62 or a 61. And I think that's because he had to give strokes back because, you know. Yeah, he's a plus. Yeah, he's a plus. He's a plus. That brings me to another point, too, on uh, on the Alma City Golf Trail tour side. Um, I, I, I get the emails and all that kind of stuff. And at their uh, PC Open or their PC Masters at Bragg, they had four pluses in the field in the in that first flight in that champ flight they had four pluses i want to say and did these guys shot crazy low scores and it was just like crazy to see 
So that, so that's one thing in my podcast I'm really I'm really starting to do, especially being a South Texas podcast. Uh, I really try to cover Texas or in Unventured Out. I had a couple of guys, uh, some of my good buddies, uh, the B-Stone boys from they're from Michigan, from Detroit, Michigan. I'm just trying to really get this podcast out there. And so that's one thing I, I've really started to do. And you were the first guy is just to see who who is the best cash game you play or the best, you know, a skins game player you've seen around town. And that's one thing I'm really trying to promote because you know what? I want to see all these guys on the course at one time. That'd be amazing. Oh, it's it's crazy to see, you know, there's so many good golfers down here in South Texas and um, a lot of really good players down in Laredo. And, uh, but the, I think that the daily fee courses are doing really good on that side and price wise, you know, changing all their prices around and the, there's so many good players that you see everywhere. And it's just insane to watch. And I see a lot of golf swings with work. So I, uh, I see a lot of golf swings, a lot of good players, uh, a lot of higher handicaps. And it's just really cool to see. Now, with all of the fitting uh, you do and working for Callaway, tell me, what's in your bag? Okay, perfect. This is the, like, the million-dollar question. I love this <laughs> one. So uh, we just came out with a uh, Hyperlite Zero camo bag. I just put that into play um, two days ago. I'm playing the Maverick Standard Driver um maverick three wood standard head maverick pro hybrids three and four i dumped the three and four irons for a hybrid just because they were so much easier to hit um and then playing the maverick pro irons in the full set five iron down to approach wedge and then the best thing in, in my game right now is my short game i'm playing the jaws wedges 54 degree and the 58 degree uh both with 12 12 degrees of balance and then the w grind so it's the wider sole um, it just helps me with turf interaction, especially being in South Texas where there's so many different uh, lies, hard pan, good grass, not so great grass, um, putter. I change this all the time, but this one's been in my bag for the last few weeks, uh, the triple track number 10. So, uh, I love that putter right now. It's rolling really good off the face. And then the new 2020 Chrome soft with the triple track golf ball has uh, made its way into my bag and Loving it. <laughs> so, so you're saying you've got lines all over the place is what you're saying. You got lines on your golf ball. You got lines on your putter. You got lines all over the damn place. Six, six lines everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, so that, that's been the biggest thing is, you know, so when, when you work in the golf industry, you don't play as much golf as you want to. And so I, it was very key to me to find a set of clubs that were uh, forgiving given the uh, amount of times I get to play. And I, I practice way more than I play. And so the, just this year's product has been awesome. Uh, so I played, so last year I played Epic Flash Driver to Maverick Driver. I, I gained 15 yards of carry distance with the Maverick Driver. And then, so Apex Iron to Maverick Pro Iron, I gained 13 yards of carry distance. So it's been really cool. Um, I went from like two two fifty five carry on epic flash to about two seventy carry roll out to two eighty two eighty five oh that's then, nice um, I couldn't even tell you uh how far seven iron's going right now it's going berserk right now I'm like one eighty one eighty five seven iron and but the the wedges have been key to me I've played uh so I started out when I first started the Cali clubs just the m d threes and um that just this year's club is this year's wedges line is so good from the jaws line to the pm grinds um just controllability has been amazing so between full swing shots and i like to play a a lot of shots that i know i shouldn't play 
Um, if I know I need to bump and run it, I'm like, let's open the stance and hit a full swing flop. <laughs> we um, all do. Just cause, we, we all do. Just because it looks pretty, right? So, uh, <laughs> but no, it, it's just been so good. This year's product has been so awesome. And um, it's not only do I sell it too and do I try to promote it, but I also play it. So um, it's, it's, it's just been really good for me. I, um, dispersion thing, dispersion was a big thing I looked for in driver. Sometimes I can be all over the place. Like I said, it depends on the guy that wakes up in the morning. But, um, you know, my misses with the Maverick are so, so much better than anything I've ever had in the bag. And um, even on the hybrid side, too, I, I play a lot of hybrids. or I just play a three and a four hybrid uh, just because I, if I need to hit it off the tee box, I can hit it off the tee box. If I need to hit it on the ground into a par five, I can do that. Um, and just everything's just been really good right now. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same way with my bag. Actually, Ben fit me for some Mizuno 919 JPXs, and uh, I love them. But I still I have a three and four hybrid because, like you said, the uh, this I can you know you can get out of trouble. You could hit them off tee. Uh, okay, one of the last questions here: Who are you playing your last foursome with? So um, you said last round of golf, so I went five some. Oh, um, okay, it's uh, so. There's three people that really shaped me into the person that I am today. And that's my grandfather, my dad, and then my uncle, my mom's brother, my uncle Andy. And then just, I just love spending time with those people. So I would love to get on the golf course with them. And then Tiger. Oh uh, man. That's a, hey, I, I, like I, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite golfer, but I have favorite aspects of people's games. So um, I wouldn't say there's somebody that I'm like, oh, man, I, I love watching them play. But, you know, I love that um, there's a bunch of different things that I could pinpoint from different players that I like to see on, in their golf game. That, um, you know, you, you play this game of build a perfect golfer. And um, that's Tiger's probably got all of it there. Um, but Tiger's putting, I wish I could have because that's the kind of like the biggest thing that I struggle with is is putting. But there's so many different things like uh, Bryson's length. I would love to have Bryson's length right now. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. I think we uh, all would. We all would, man. I don't. I don't know. That might be. That might be some enhanced enhanced length right there, though. Somebody get him a test. Um, but there, there's just so many different things and in, in different golfers nowadays that you see on TV that I love. Uh, I got to watch uh, Inside the Ropes with uh, Cody Gribble on the practice round last year at the Valero. Unfortunately, he didn't make the cut, but um, just just watching him and listening to the way that he thinks about playing different golf courses and different holes with different elevation and different lie, I, it was just really cool to sit and listen to. And I watched him for, I walked, like rode in the golf cart with him for 13 holes. And it was, it was just really cool. And just, just hearing, um, you know, you got golf pro and then you got professional tour golfer. And, um, just the, the variation is really cool. And I got to spend a lot of time on the the tour truck last year and I was going to do it again this year, but then Corona happened. And, um, but it's just really cool to listen to the way that these guys think about playing different holes. Well, I was crushed when, when they canceled the Valero open because, uh, luckily enough, these past three years, I've, I've been able to cover it in a media capacity and it's, it's freaking awesome. Uh, I got, I've had to, you know, just have little uh, Q and A's here with, with Landry, with Morgan Hoffman, Tony Finau, 
uh, Abe Answer, J.J. Henry. Uh, you know, Graham McDowell is a freaking dick. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going <laughs> to lead up to my next one. I, I tried to – I asked him, I said, hey, Andrew thought is here, nothing is OB, and he just kept walking by. And I said, all right, man, you're a douche. You will always be a freaking douche in my mind. You know what? As I'm glad I never liked you anyway. So you know what? He right. he lived up to the he lived he lived up to being a villain. Uh, Jimmy Walker, great guy. Uh, Hunter Mahan, awesome. Uh, even Ricky, Ricky was cool to me. But who's your least favorite PGA player? Least favorite PGA player. Um, we all have one. Like in, in interaction wise, or no, like just, just what you see on TV. Just what you see. Uh, Matt Every. Matt Every is my least least favorite golfer. Why? Um, Why is that? Break, break, he breaks too many golf clubs, especially when it's with Callaway over the right knee. Snaps a lot of them. Um, he's. I, I just. I, I just don't like that. You know, we. Um, the only way to grow the game of golf is to start with the youngsters. So the youngsters see that on TV and they think it's okay. They're like, oh well, they did it. So let me just be on nine and just right over the knee. Um, so and we, you know, we've all. I've. I, I fought that a lot when I was, when I was younger and getting frustrated with the game was just uh, controlling emotions. And um, when you're playing at a professional level, you can't show all that emotion. Um, so that I just don't like to see that kind of behavior on the PGA tour side, because there's so many kids who like, I mean, I started out watching the game of golf. So you kind of learn all that stuff. But then when somebody else is younger watching it, they think it's okay to do it because they see it on TV. All right. Um, but now, now, last. Let's see. Who's your favorite favorite player? Um, so I I don't have a favorite player on the PGA Tour side. Like like somebody that I I do like watching Wesley Bryan a lot. Um, I've I talked to George Bryan a lot, his brother, and I they're great guys, and I I just love watching. You know, they we call him Wedgley Bryan on the uh, Callaway side because he can play wedges like it's nobody's business. Um, I met Sergio when Sergio was on staff with us and, um, you know, I, I had like an hour conversation with Sergio on the driving range of TPC San Antonio and it was the coolest thing ever just to listen to him talk. And, you know, he's really engaged and, you know, he kind of gives out this persona of, uh, that he wouldn't be somebody like worth talking to, but yeah. he was awesome. Like he was, uh, we talked for like, I, I want to say it was like an hour and a half on one of the practice round days and, uh, we're just on the driving range together and, uh, just I initiated conversation and he talked to me and it was really cool. Um, but I, I would say if I had to pick a favorite player, it would be Wesley Bryan on the PGA tour, uh, one time winner on the tour. But if you look at every aspect of his golf game, he's usually right around there. You always see him on the leaderboard. Uh, he's a smaller guy like me. Uh, he gets the ball out there. He flips wedges like nobody's business. He's been playing the same putter for like eight years, which is something I, I envy because I'm like, dang, I'd love to have putter for eight years. They can't even last the same putter for, for a round. And, um, but he, uh, you know, he's just a great guy, a very charitable guy on the other side too, when it comes to personal life. And, um, I, I talked to Wesley, uh, I'm sorry, not Wesley. I talked to George quite a bit. I did an Instagram live with George over at quarantine and we just kind of talked about everything and, uh, they're just really good guys to see on tour. And, uh, Wesley, you can, you always see him at the leaderboard. I mean, uh, this last tournament, he was, uh, he was leading after one of the days and then kind of fell off a little bit, but he's a small guy like me in stature. And, um, he has kind of like the rounded aspects of a golf game that I would love to instill in my own. Um, so 
That, that would be, if I had to pick somebody, it would be Wesley. Well, I, I love to watch them too. I mean, they're the, they're, they're part of like the trick shot gods, you know, uh, how they, right. their, their claim to fame. And uh, I actually got to see them on the big break. I'm a, I love watching all the old big breaks from the golf channel. And I know that they were both on it. And uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that, um, that Wesley has made it. And I like, I like seeing him cause he does. I think he carries himself very well because he likes to interact with people when he's on the course. And when he's uh, played at the Valero open, uh, I like his style. He rocked that Taco Bell belt, you know, and so. Taco Bell belt. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, and, uh, uh, so it was cool. When I went to PGA show in 2018, in the Callaway tent, I was hanging out and George walked in. That's when I first met George. I did a trick shot in the Callaway tent with George at the PGA show and, uh, and where I hit it, like he, he, he lobbed it up to me and I hit it and uh, I hit it on the third try. I was like, I was super nervous. I don't know why I put the camera on and it's on my Facebook actually. And, and he, he bounces it to me once with bounces it to me twice with hits me a third time and I just crush it. And uh, it was just like the coolest thing because this guy's known for a trick shot and then obviously being a, a good player. Um, but it, it was just really cool. Uh, that was the first time I met him. And I DM'd him on Instagram after that. He gave me, you know, the phone number and we, we talk and we message back and forth. And we had an Instagram live uh, during quarantine. I call it uh, quarantine talks. And um, but, you know, he, they're they're great. All right. The last thing is uh, I have a section called Beyond the Stakes. It's just okay. kind of like I, I say it's a little controversial. Uh, what is something that when you're out there on the course and when you're playing in a foursome or you're playing in a group and something somebody can say something or make a comment or, you know, one of the old cliches or one of the old quotes when you're out there on the course and it just pisses you off? Like you're like, really, dude, you're going to say this or they do this. Uh, what is something that it really pisses you off or a pet peeve you have? Uh, when you're playing with somebody that they can do to just kind of, you know, get under your skin. Um, so, you know, I feel like a lot of people would say um, like pace of play stuff, but you know, when I go to play golf, I'm in no rush. So, um, you know, if we're playing an eight hour round, we're playing an eight hour round, but I think the <laughs> biggest thing would be, uh, would be uh, the, the 30 handicapper giving swing advice after a bad shot um, <laughs> is uh, you know, when you, when you go out and play and you get paired with somebody and, um, my biggest thing is, so, um, I'm a very people person. I, I love to talk to people. I love to meet new people, but if you got to have that same energy too, especially being paired with somebody. Um, and I remember I got paired with somebody somewhere and it wasn't on the trail courses or anything, but we, we were playing, we got paired up together. The guy just had a really sour attitude and, um, you know, it's life, life could be a whole lot worse. You could not be on the golf course right now. And, um, so it, that's just like my biggest thing that kind of, kind of irritates me on a sense is uh when somebody has a really sour attitude coming up to you know it's first time reading them first impressions always the most important right so um when when somebody has a really sour attitude coming up it's just kind of like man life would be so much worse um and that's that's just the biggest thing that i don't like to see and or um you're playing on a saturday morning saturdays are the most busy days for a golf course because everybody, the people who work Monday through Friday, eight to five are off on the weekends. They're going to go play. But, um, you know, you're, you're all booked up and it shows booked up on golf now or booked up when you call and you, you have that tease time right after the book up and they have that really like bad attitude about, Oh, this is going to be a long day. This is going to be a slow day. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of what you signed up for. You signed up to spend your money to 
be there. And um, that that's the biggest thing that kind of irks me is that that attitude. And you know what you're signing up for and you know what you're going to go do. So, you know, going to go play Cedar on a Saturday morning, it could be a five hour round. And um, but not five hour round because of anything going on on the operational side, but five hour round because that golf course is hard. And, um, so that's, that's kind of the big controversy is pace of play there too. And just kind of sour attitudes and, um, especially on a Saturday when everybody's getting out to have a good time and, and hang out with their friends. But that, that would be my thing. Well, again, Chris, I I appreciate your time today. Uh, it's been super awesome to hearing about your golf story and your golf testimony and, uh, a lot about you and, you know, the things that you've done in this game of golf and especially here in the city of San Antonio. Uh, how can everybody follow you on Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? Uh, so my Instagram handle is a uh, C and then my last name, D I N G M A N seven. Um, I don't post a lot of golf stuff. Um, more of my golf stuff's on Facebook. So it's just Christopher Dingman. If, um, you know, if anybody wants to add me and anybody in the group that the podcast goes into, I, I, I'd love to connect and, uh, make that network and get out and play some golf with some guys that, that are part of, uh, nothing is OB podcast. Um, because you know, the only way to, to, to help out is to go do it. So, you know, if anybody on there wants to go play, I'd, I'd love to go play with, with the guys and go play with you and, um, just kind of do things like that to, to help you guys too. And, uh, kind of grow the game of golf. But, um, my, yeah, my Instagram handle is cdingman seven. Uh, my Facebook is just my name and, um, my profile video is me hitting a golf ball at San Pedro. So, uh, can't miss <laughs> me there. And, um, so, but no, no, that's, that's it. And, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to, wants to connect or do anything like that, I'm, I'm more than willing to, if my, my messenger is always open. If somebody wants to add me and, and get around with golf going, I, my, my messenger is always open. Any, anything that I can do to help somebody, to help somebody have a good time, maybe even playing golf. If it's a golf tip here, golf tip there, um, I'm all, I'm all in for, so well, thanks, Chris. Uh, again, I appreciate your time, man. I know you're a busy guy and I know you got a lot of stuff on your plate, uh, but I really, I really appreciate it. I really enjoy the conversation and I look forward to seeing you out there on the course and out there on the range, man. Yeah, man. Anytime uh, we'll be in contact and we'll, we'll get out and play and do something, but thanks for having me again. Uh, hope somebody kind of, kind of gets something good from, from what I said here and uh, maybe it can help change the way that they play golf or the way that they look at the aspects of golf. And uh, maybe if, Somebody needs some new clubs. Come on. All right, man. That's what I'd like to hear. All right. You take care, Chris. You too, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Chris. Don't forget, guys, on October 5th, Fairies for Warriors is having a tournament out at Canyon Springs Golf Course here in San Antonio, Texas. If you're interested in donating, volunteering, or want to get a team together, please hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram, at NothingIsOB, Facebook, Andy Torres. And if you're on Facebook, please come and join the Facebook group, NothingIsOB South Texas Podcast. If you have any questions about fitting or about Callaway products, Chris is on there, and I'm sure he could take care and answer those questions. Please go check out iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. We're on there. Subscribe, leave a review, rate the show. This is how it helps me grow the pod. Also, please visit the website www.nothingobgolf.com Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.